Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is that I make a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid much. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Are you the fan. Hour number three on a Friday afternoon here on Danny and Dusty. We appreciate you. We love you. Whether you're listening on 1080 and the fan, watching along on YouTube, youtube.com backslash 1080 and the fan, or on twitch.com, twitch.com backslash 1080 and the fan. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for joining us. You can also join us Tuesday, all day, afternoon, early afternoon, and late afternoon as the first annual Teddy the Fan Golf Tournament Winter Winter Golf Classic is taking place at both locations at X-Golf, both Vancouver and Tualatin. Uh, We have two threesomes for the 4 p.m. round at X-Golf in in Tualatin, and the noon round is filling up fast. You can also choose from either the noon round or the 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Vancouver. Vancouver. Dusty and I will both be at the Vancouver location. Isaac and Souk will be at the Tualatin location. And as a little bit of a prize pool here, the winning threesome win a foursome at this summer's 10th annual, 10th annual, good God, Fan Golf Classic, the the last place uh, winner, last place loser? No, losers. All right. The last place losers, the threesome will receive a free lesson at X-Golf. Le-hoo-za-her. For anybody in the... Do you think uh, Ortner would get that reference? Did he Did he watch that one yet? No, he has not seen Ace Ventura. Yet. Okay, so we've uh, talked about that. that. He has not seen that Ace Ventura. That would have gone over his head. All right. Yep. Uh, there'll be food for our golfers from Victory Coast Mexican Food and Pearl Catering for the Urban yes. Restaurant Group. Oh, I'm so excited for that. No way, the fat guy excited about food. Weird. All golfers will play the historic Pebble Beach course on the State of the Art Simulator. Go to 1080thefan.com. For all the information and sign your threesome up now. Again, that is Tuesday, which means we will be here Monday. We will not be in the building on Tuesday. I say that as a uh, reminder to you, but also uh, a reminder to myself because um, it would not be the first time that I showed up at this building when I was supposed to be somewhere else. I would say it happens to all of us. Mm. But it doesn't. <laughs> no, but, I, I did it once. I I autopiloted here, and I came in the door, and I looked at our sales manager and went, I'm not supposed to be here. Thankfully, yeah. I was very early, and I was able to get to where I needed to go, but uh, yeah, that uh, that happened. Yeah, I did it on a day where we didn't have a show. Yep, me too. I've done I that showed before. Up. Ah, see, I didn't do that. I just didn't know. Uh, You guys did save me from that once. I showed up once and Swag was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I'm coming to work. Not today, you're not. Damn. Uh, I was watching NBA last night. No way. Uh, I was being a true sicko and watching Spurs Kings and not the national TV game of Lakers Warriors. I don't blame you for that. The game sucked. But also, uh, I very much, anytime I can watch Victor Weminyama, I am watching him because he is transcendent. He is unlike anything we have ever seen. The hype, the pomp and circumstance around him has been the most that we have seen since LeBron James, more than Zion. You go down the list, more than Andrew Wiggins, more than any of those guys. And it's deserved. I'm sitting there watching the game, and I want to say just after halftime or... Yeah, I think it was two or three minutes into the third quarter. I looked down at the box score and I went, he's got a real chance to get a five-by-five tonight. Which, for those that are unaware, that means at least five points or five of five different counting stats. So five points, five rebounds, five steals, five blocks, five assists. 
And at that time, he was two assists, two steals, two blocks short. Which, again, you're, you're a ways away from, but things are progressing towards that way. The Spurs end up losing the game in, in the way the Spurs do. They're young, and they kind of choke it away, but they get the game close. And Wembenyama finishes the game with one assist shy of a 5x5. Five five. He now has odds on a quadruple double this season, plus 6,000. No way. Yes. Which I think is insane. I think he's going to get... I, I might go take that bet, just because I think he'll get one this year. But he, no player in NBA history has more than one. If you if you if there's a bet out there, somebody if somebody sees it, if somebody sees a bet out there for Victor Weminyama getting more than one quadruple double in his career, send it to me. Because <laughs> I will unabashedly take it. And that's the thing is, he is doing things that no one since Wilt Chamberlain or Tungsten Armo Doyle has done. Like, he is fundamentally breaking the game. And... I want to say about two months ago, you heard this, well, I think Chet should win Rookie of the Year because the Thunder are playing well. Every one of those arguments has disappeared. Those people have shriveled up in 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 a manner that I could not believe because of what Vic is doing. Well, and what he's doing is impressive. And I, I think one thing, though, is that, you know, just like last night, they lost. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I think that is one thing that, as much as we love stars in America, we love winners. And that's going to be the the big hurdle for, I think it's ridiculous that everybody's like, Why? Well, who's going to be the next face of the NBA? Won't that sort itself out? Why uh, is there a conversation about who the next it, face of the NBA Because it got is? a little scary before LeBron took that mantle. But there, at the there, same there time, was a gap. LeBron didn't take that mantle until they started winning. Because the first few years of his career, he wasn't the face of the NBA, but everybody's like, no, Wimby's going to be the face of the NBA. No, it, it took him winning in order for that to happen. Because if you remember, the Cavaliers were not good. 35 and 47 as rookie his, They were a bad team. And then they were just, they were hovering around 500 in his second year. But it wasn't until his third year in the NBA where they made the playoffs, they won a playoff series, and then that's when things started snowballing and it wasn't like this slam dunk. He's going to be the face of the league because nobody's going to believe a face of the league. If you're not good, right? If your team is not good, if we, if when everybody's watching, which is the playoffs yes. in the NBA, nobody's going to care that's unless you're there. Made. And the, the thing about this is, and people are like, well, Danny, there's already international stars in the game or there's already stars in the game that are ready to take advantage of this mantle. It, Number one, the NBA and Nike, they want an American-born star. That's just because marketing purposes, all those things. I think we're reaching the point where it doesn't have to be that. I think the NBA is a sport that is going will to embrace that. a a international face Superstar. to solely market around. Major League Baseball dips their toe in it mm -hmm. because they don't have any other options and they don't market their stars well at all, no. whether you know foreign or domestic. <laughs> it is not a league that markets their players well at all. But if you're looking at what they are doing in the players now, they wasted Mike Trout's prime, so oh, did the God. Angels. But again, Mike Trout is another great example of this. Wemby could be Mike Trout if the Spurs don't get it together, it's which true. is everybody's like, he's the best player, but he's only played in three postseason games in his entire career. But the flip side of this is in the NBA, when you are the best player, you you win. It just because of 
how few players are on the floor at the same time, your impact leads you to winning. <laughs> Spurs aren't. Well, <laughs> when we get down that road, and here's here's the thing. Like, Jokic doesn't want to be the face. No. Giannis, because his, his English is broken and because... Again, he, both Jokic and Giannis, neither of them, you have to have the hype. You have to have the hype. You have to have the juice early. Steph was is honestly the rare exception. Bird had the juice early. Magic had the juice early. Michael Jordan had the juice early. You go back, Dr. J had the juice early. All of those guys had the goods day one, right? Steph is the rare one, but he's also not the face of the league. He's the secondary face of the league. Nobody wanted to admit it until they won. Yes. Jordan, same thing. With LeBron, from the jump, it was, he's going to be the mantle guy. He has the potential to do it. Even when they didn't, they only won 35 games this rookie year, you went, oh, that's different. There's always been a hesitance and a reticence to take the international star and put him front and center. Weminyama is very well spoken, even though he's French, his English is a second language. You, there's a hint of a French accent, but it doesn't matter anymore because he's polished, not just in his speaking, but in his marketability. He's charismatic. He's diabolical about his work ethic and how it's planned out. The amount, we remember we talked about it a couple weeks ago, how uh, he turns his phone off after 9.30 because that's the time when he's reading and you don't call him. See, I think that may be the thing that holds him back, though. Because every single one of those guys that you mentioned mm-hmm. have personality. I think he does have personality, though. It's just very, I don't think it's manufactured. I think it's very cul- carefully crafted, which people don't want to say that about LeBron James. Or hell. Everything is. No, everybody. That's what everybody loves to say about yes, LeBron James. Is but everything even, is manufactured. Even a guy him. like Dame, even though it's real, it's very carefully crafted. There's, it's it's purposefully done. Like the endorsements that he does yep. are purposeful, and you're seeing that already with Victor Wembanyama getting New York Times billboards for Louis Vuitton. You're seeing that, and how the 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 NBA is putting him front and center all the time, and his production, and what he is doing, and he's. I say this, and I know it sounds weird. He's breaking the game. Because he is. He's breaking the game. He's breaking the geometry of the game. Talking to players off the record about him, like they're, the fear that he puts in players defensively, the abject disgust in the best possible way that people talk about him offensively. Like, he, like you just, what do you do with him? Like, I don't know how to cover this. Like, there's, there's nobody's ever going to block his shot. You can't contest him at the rim on a lob. Like, Physically, he breaks the geometry of the game. And so you have like this new, I don't even know how to conceptualize it, but the stuff that he is doing and how he is carrying it out, I think it is going to be the wrecking ball that breaks the, it has to be the American born guy. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. We just, I think my hesitancy on any of this is that face will emerge on its own. Because it will be what captures people. And I think with Wemby, if you push it too much, there will be pushback from some folks that will that will always be there. You know? Because right now, we don't see a whole heck of a lot of the Spurs. Nobody does. They're on uh, NBA TV a ton. And that is, you have to be front and center. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you and what gets you there 
is if the product is good overall and your team is good. I think there's also going to be the hesitancy because of, you know, the greatest power forward to ever play the game and Tim Duncan was in San Antonio and he didn't want the spotlight. Nobody wanted the spotlight in San Antonio. And so there's a stigma around the franchise too, which I, I find really interesting that people will be like, ah, same old Spurs. This guy's going to be completely different in his personality. And like you said, that crafted nature of his endorsements and how he operates. It will come in time. It will come in plenty of time. I just think like you, you t- flip on first take and you have, you know, Shannon Sharp saying the face of the next face of the NBA is they're having a debate with JJ Reddick, Stephen A. Smith, who Stephen A. Smith, he went on get up this morning mm-hmm. and he's taking the JJ Reddick, putting him in a blender, uh, pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Because his re- his, he said on Get Up this morning, something along the lines of JJ Reddick wants people to to get smarter in the game. It's like, well, you don't? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like he used that as a criticism of JJ Reddick, and I was like, wait. So what you want is just dumb down everybody and yes. just just yell and scream. Go where... watch your NFL shows that come on after you that make their fan bases smarter. <laughs> it, it was the wildest criticism of a human being I've ever heard. But I'm sitting there just going, that's what the criticism is. But you have Shannon Sharp screaming, the face of the NBA needs to be married, which I don't think you need to be married to be the face of the NBA. No. We're trying Jason Tatum's like it's there for the taking. I'll take it. No, you, no, you won't. won't. You can't you can't give yourself a nickname. You can't give yourself the face of the NBA either. You, you can't have God's swill tattooed across your back and be the face of the NBA. Well, I mean, we have chosen one. Already. No, 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 because he got the tattoo done poorly and it was, oh, I, uh, it's a swill. LeBron's is will. not great either. And he also he has the weight <laughs> of the chosen one on his back. <laughs> That's why it's on his back. <laughs> But you're right. He's going 50-50 on a retirement tour. Oh my gosh. This is <laughs> this is where I go. I think you're right. We will gravitate towards Wimby because eventually they'll win and yeah. everybody's going to say, "Oh my god." And it's different this than dude winning like Jokic because Jokic has won two MVPs. He's won a title and he's still not the face because he doesn't want it. Doesn't want to be. Wimby I I think he wants it. I just hope that it doesn't turn into he needs to go out of San Antonio. I don't think that's going to be much like LeBron in Cleveland. Remember, LeBron didn't leave Cleveland because he needed to leave Cleveland to win. He left because things were getting exasperated and he had to go somewhere else. That's why he came back. Mm, things weren't getting exact. LeBron exasperated things in Cleveland. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And Dan Gilbert went Comic Sans on the world. Yes. But again, he still came back to Cleveland and won a title. <laughs> yeah, um, Wimby's so fun though. And look, you, Giannis is a is a face in the NBA in Milwaukee. Jokic is a face in the NBA in Denver. We don't need. It doesn't need to be LA or New York anymore. That doesn't need to be so. the case. The, we are done with big market, small market, as far as like being the face of somebody. Does the NBA want Wimby in New York or LA? Yes. Here's an, here's an interesting text on the Vancouver Ford text line. What about Paolo? The Magic are significantly better, and he has personality. And he's American-born. Paolo Bencaro. But he's, Paolo's just nowhere near as good. No, he's not. Nowhere near as good. The, the hope, and nobody will say this out loud, 
But the hope of a lot of people is that Cooper Flagg is another guy because, number one, he's American-born. Number two, he's white. Well, he's going to Duke, so everybody's going to hate him. But the branding that comes behind that is real. It's a machine. You know, you don't go to the G League at night and kind of fall in the background as far as the marketing stuff is concerned. True that. But that those things all kind of factor in. And that's um, it's a bummer going to, to another sport. Cooper DeJean is not going to be at the NFL Combine. What? So the other great white hope. Uh, going to push his, his own personal Combine stuff closer to the NFL. Actually, draft. that one makes sense. Be healthy. That one makes sense. That, be healthy. It's just a bummer. The underwear Olympics are going to be missing the, the great white hope. Uh, white corner going to be coming to an NFL field near you. I wonder if this has changed. But I hope he doesn't move to safety. At one point, it was right after Jason Seahorn wrecked his knee. My roommate for college, from college, Kellen Quick, was the last white corner in professional football. In Canada, right? He played for the Toronto hey. Argonauts. There was not a white corner in the CFL or the NFL. And I don't know if we've had one since Seahorn in the NFL. I don't believe so. I'm sure Canada found another white guy to throw in that corner. Yeah. But he did like his, uh, they did the introductions. They're like... You say your name, your position, what school you went to. So he's like, you know, Killing Quick, Southern Oregon, play corner. And they laughed at him. <laughs> and there was a guy in the front row who goes, no, no, seriously, where, what, what position do you play? He's like, eh, corner. <laughs> they la- Very introduction to the new team. Like, and they're just laughing at you like, no way. It's like just seeing a dodo back in the wild. It's like, <laughs> I thought these were extinct. We need to bring it back. Spring it, bring it back. The Cougs, ladies and gentlemen, the Cougs brought it back in the final seconds last night against Arizona and had uh, you know an upset for the ages. We'll dive into that and more coming up here on Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. Do that to me one more time, Danny and Dusty on the fan. With a chance for a four-point play. A four-point play with 24 to go. Forget the two-for-one. That right there, the call from last night's game between the Washington State Cougars and the Arizona Wildcats as the 21-ranked Cougs. Let them Cougs cook! Sweep the Arizona Wildcats. For the first time since 2009 and steal the, the game in Arizona for the second year in a row, uh, Kyle Smith and the Cougs, easily the story of the year in the Pac-12, even though Arizona currently ranked number four, Washington State again ranked 21. Uh, be certain that Washington State's coach is going to get the Coach of the Year award, not only for the Pac-12, he might get it nationally. They were picked 10th in the conference coming into the year, and they now hold the the uh, pole position the key as it were to winning the conference title this is the the thing about the cougs and I, like we've talked cougs basketball twice this week <laughs> it's already insane. this is the third time because they are fun to watch mm-hmm. they are defensive minded cardiac cougs and they like it is one of those teams and, and I love Kyle Smith who he was great at San Francisco before mm-hmm. he went up to the Palouse he is a guy that those teams are gritty as all get out. 
and I love watching college basketball teams like that, where you will they will take you and put you in a bar brawl. And I love that you get these teams with five star recruits, highly ranked. And by the way, uh, Arizona became the fourth top five team to lose in the last week. <laughs> They're they're stacking up losses. Houston is the only top five team that has not lost in in a week. (laughs) I I believe uh, they're also the only one without six losses now. Uh, Probably that seems about no 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 Purdue Purdue Purdue's twenty four and three. Purdue Purdue's really good. They don't have six losses on the year, but nor does UConn either. But there is. there is a problem in college basketball with anybody wanting to take one of these top spots and and take the mantle. But for the Cougs, what's awesome about this, not just being the final year of the Pac-12 where, you know, they're just going to double barrel middle finger everybody. It, they have a chance to make a run in the tournament too, because of the style of play that they have to where they're not going to be afraid of anybody that they go up against. No. In fact, in that game against Arizona last night, three of their five starters combined to shoot four of 25 from the field. And yet they're able to win the game because they are not built offensively. No. They, they are built to grind you into paste, which is easily the most viable way to win in the NCAA tournament. But this is the problem that you run into, though, with when you have a team like this. You have the potential to just get the doors blown off you in a... Um, NCAA tournament game if you're not potent offensively. If you catch a team that's hot... You you, you get fairly Dickinson that, that and, knocks down a truckload of threes. And, they ju- and then you have no answer. Or you saw what, what going, Creighton just did to Purdue. Yeah, you just... Turtle and 14 threes in a 40-minute game, and you're going, what the hell just happened? So, the Cougs could win their first conference title since 1941. Is that a long time? 1941. To quote the great uh, John Belushi in Animal House, the Germans hadn't even bombed Pearl Harbor yet. Good God. <laughs> I preface that with Animal House because I know yes. people would be like, uh, it was the Japanese. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But think about that. If it was the spring of 1941. Boy, did they not know what's coming. Holy are you, smokes. Are you, are you saying the Cougs are responsible? Those dudes just ended up going like, like yeah, hey, it's going to be awesome. We're going to repeat. Nope, going to war. It, it is <laughs> wild to think about. How long it's been since Washington State won a conference title in basketball? Holy crap! And if that happened, I'm all for it. The final year of the Pac-12, it was the Pacific Coast Conference when the last time they won a, a league title. For God's sakes, it would be the perfect cap to the, the Pac-12's Pac-12. demise. Yeah, because what we're going to see was the final two like men's sports of of the year, mm-hmm. basketball and baseball. If Washington State wins basketball. Oregon State wins, wins baseball. baseball. Then all of a sudden, the two teams that were on the outside looking in, you are conference champions on the to way out. End the Pac-12. It's kind of cool. That would be, be that'd be hand. very cool for those two programs in and sports all of that their fans. matters to their programs. Yep, that'd and be cool. It, it would be awesome. In Oregon State, they thought that they were going to have that run in football this year. Didn't work out mm-hmm. that way. But, but the baseball team is loaded. They, they have the best player in the country. Right? Yes, I mean he is out of this world. They 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 are going to hit so many home runs this year. <laughs> and then Cougs basketball could make the run. I, I'm here for the Cougs and the Beavs 
Ken Palm now has them at 30th in their Ken Palm rankings. And uh, here comes the Pac-12 slowly but surely finding their way to get multiple teams into the tournament because it hadn't been pretty for most of the year. Who is this Ken Palm guy and why are his rankings so important? It's a great question. (laughs) I didn't know if you were trolling me or not. (laughs) Trolling. Don't don't do this to me. Yeah, as it stands right now, um, quick scroll, uh, Arizona and Washington State are the only teams in the top uh, 30. If I expand it to the top 40, then we get Colorado from the Pac-12. Well, uh, the net ratings, which are what the tournament committee uses for their their Mm at-larges and their seedings, if you look at the way the Pac-12... So there's 36 at-large bids, Mm -hmm. and... It's going to be a really long road to hoe for Oregon to get in because, but here's the beauty of the Pac-12 schedule. They're on the edge of the bubble right now as they are 56th in Ken Palm. They have, well, and I think in the net ratings, they are 58th mm-hmm. or 59th in the net ratings. So they are, they are a fringe team right now. They have Cal, which is very bad, mm-hmm. Oregon State, which is very bad, but then they go on the road to Arizona, which would be a quad one win. It would be a massive win for them. Then they their final two games, you're looking at the Pac-12's final two games for Oregon mm-hmm. are against Colorado and Utah, which We're both ranked in the top fifty. Those would be quad two wins, mm-hmm. which are for seeding purposes and at large purposes would vault you up. But or make no mistake, Oregon's got to go five and zero. But if you have Colorado and uh, Utah, which Colorado's forty first in in net and Utah's 46th, if they, in turn, go on a run to end the year, you could see those two teams squeaking in, or if Oregon beats them, jumping mm-hmm. into the uh, that top 36 of at-large bids, which be good little showing for the Pac-12, and I know that Oregon State and Washington State would love it for those uh, unit unit payouts. Yeah, the, the more, more teams they get in that tournament, the more, more payout they get. Yep. But it it's not going to be a lot of teams coming to Pac-12, not at all. <sighs> so there you go, sweet, sweet, sweet Cougs basketball. I gentlemen. love. Hey, way to go, Cougs! Let's go. <laughs> Fun little game last night. All right. Hell yeah. uh, speaking of keeping things moving here, uh, Major League Baseball, the uh, no, the pants are a problem. But or. first, we do. We have or. I forgot. <laughs> Jeff Russ even reminded me. He you threw me off last week. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Russ or. But first, he's been good with sports and update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a Friday afternoon, just after 2.30, which means it is time for the greatest game show in all of existence, Jeff Russ, which means we get to transfer straight from the wonderful Yacht Rock. Right into Benny Hill. Love it. Yes. No further ado, get, take us away, Jeff Ross. Here we go. The Blazers, 15-39 and 39 as they start the second half of the season. Uh, let's forget the preseason 28-and-a-half number for, for the over-under for right now. They've currently got a win percentage of 278. That projects to what we'll call 22-and-a-half. It was actually 22.8, but anyway. Sure. Uh, and there is that seven-game, like, 14-day road trip starting near the end of March. Uh, so here we go. The Trailblazers finish over 22-and-a-half wins. Yes. Or oh. No. You say 22 and a half? Yes. Over. Under. That's a projecting at their current win percentage. Yeah, I'm going to say over 22 and a half. I think, they got, I think they got 
seven win- or tw- eight wins in them. I have a reeling suspicion that, you know, with things getting a little bit close between the Blazers and the Hornets and the Spurs, Shut they're going to sign down. a new player called Shutdown Brown. Yeah, there. I think there <laughs> there may be. Uh, you know, Jeremy Grant's back's a little dinged up. Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon's elbows a little dinged up. Hornets won last night. Look, the Hornets are going to win going forward. Look, Miles Bridges is a dirtbag, but he's Comes playing up. out of his mind. Here Brandon Miller's a dude. Slot. And if all of a sudden you've got a chance, better capital, make the move. Uh, Nikola Jokic had himself a nice little game last night. 10 Holy of 10 from the field on the way to 21 points, 19 boards, 15 assists. Still he's now re- He's now recorded a triple-double against every team he's faced, joining only LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. It was the first game in NBA history with 20 points, 15 boards, 15 assists on 100% shooting from the field. He's currently the favorite for MVP at minus 125. Shea Gildas-Alexander is next at plus 200. Who you got for MVP, Jokic, or the field? I'm taking the field because I'm taking SGA. I think the Thunder are going to close this season with the number one seed, and SGA's numbers are no joke. And if the Thunder are the number one seed with that, with those numbers, it's a narrative award, and you get voter fatigue, and they like new blood. They love it. I'm going the field, too, because of the new blood aspect of it. And, look, if the Thunder keep doing what they did, like, last night, they blew the doors off. Pistol with the cliffs. Like, <laughs> they just, nope, knockout. That game was Go. over quickly. Uh, the Timberwolves, currently the one seed in the Western Conference, but are a distant third favorite to win the West. Nuggets are plus 240, Clippers 250, uh, plus 250. The Timberwolves plus 800. Then you get the Thunder at plus 825 and the Suns at plus 900. Now pay attention here. Who wins the West? A combo of either Nuggets, Clippers, or the field. Field. I'm taking the field as much as I, I, I still fear Denver. They are one injury away, and Jamal Murray is not playing for the Nuggets tonight. Uh, basically, it's a bilateral tibia soreness, which is chin splints. And uh, Jamal Murray is a different beast in the playoffs. But if they are not healthy and they don't have home home court, they're not. I don't think they're running out of the West because they're, they're lack of the depth. And I think as much as young as OKC is, I think they have a legitimate chance to really push this thing. I kind of I like uh, I don't but you, a lot of the teams you named I don't trust no and the thing is don't you, trust them you don't trust the health of the Clippers but you trust the Nuggets so you, it's, it's a safer play yeah but I think one of Minnesota or Minnesota I, or I, OKC can make yeah. a legitimate run I'm with Danny on this uh, we'll head over to the East the Celtics have a seven game cushion over the Cavaliers at the top of the East. Uh, they are plus 110 to win the conference. The Bucks plus 300. Knicks plus 700. And the Cavs plus 900. Who wins the East? Boston or the field? In the playoffs. Like playing in the NBA yes. Finals. Yeah. Not the regular season. Field. You said Boston or the field. Boston yes. or anybody else. They've got a seven-game cushion over everybody else. The Bucks. I think the Bucks still win the East. Yeah. I think the Bucks win the East. Yep. Uh, let's go over to the baseball diamond. The Dodgers started spring training with a bang yesterday, scoring early and often against the Padres. Uh, L.A. plus 180 to win the National League with the Braves at plus 300. Phillies plus 7. And then you go all the way down to plus 1600 for the Cardinals, Cubbies, and Diamondbacks uh, in a way too early call to guess. Uh, who wins the National League? One of L.A., Atlanta, and Philly. Or the field. Uh, it, the LA either field. L.A., Atlanta, or Philly. Yeah, that, um, the, I think it, I, I think 
Dodgers are going to be loaded. We know the Dodgers are loaded. The Braves are. But the Braves loaded. are a really damn good team. And also, I think Philly the is no the slouch. Damn World Series. Uh, let's see here. So the American League, the top is a little bit tighter. Astros and Yankees each at plus 400. Rangers plus 500. Orioles plus 650. Twins, Blue Jays, and your Seattle Mariners all at plus 900. Not mine. Who wins the American League? One of the Astros, Yankees, and Rangers. Or the field. Astros. Field, I am. The the Baltimore Orioles have real ownership. They went out and got their ace. Corbin Burns is a dude. That team is growing up quickly. I know people don't want to hear it. Astros are going to be really damn good this year. They are. They're going to be really damn good this year. If Christian Javier can hold it together a little bit longer and find more consistency they're going to be their rotation is going to be lights out and then you add to it that they have they they acquired Josh Hader as their closer they're going to be damn good yeah. All right that's it stockpiling uh Milwaukee Brewers pitchers seems like a good idea <laughs> yeah Hader Bernstein yeah I mean, go ahead and do it. They've got a lot. They had a lot of them. That's that's why they're not <laughs> not as anymore. anymore. That's why they're not as good anymore. Uh, thank you, Mister Russ. Yeah. And that is a perfect transition yeah. into where I wanted to go. Didn't with even this. go off the rails. Yeah. Even a little. Well, you want to go off the rails? Sure. Well, let's talk about some uh, baseball uniforms some more because uh, there's actually been statements on this, and I think we're going to get a change between now and opening day because, well, we just can't go on seeing what we've been seeing. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Sorry about that, folks, if you're watching on YouTube. A little button press wasn't happening, so you didn't get the audio last segment. Yeah, I forgot to click the mouse. It was awesome. It It, was award-winning. It's, uh, you know, you can pantomime and and kind of figure we're going through. Uh, Real quick, and something that's not going to go away anytime soon because, um, well, we can see through it. Major League Baseball uniforms are becoming a massive problem. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and, uh, well, we showed, shared some pictures that eh, you could probably mark as not safe for work. Yeah, they have to blur them out on TV. So everybody else is playing it safe. There was nothing actually shown. It was just, you know, mm. silhouettes and and bulges and such. I would call them moldings. <laughs> it was, there we go. <laughs> hey, you can see everything in these. It is baseball the sport? That we don't actually ever really talk about the sport itself. We talk about things surrounding it. Yeah. Like, there, very rarely do you talk about baseball itself on a, on a grand scale. Because there's always something happening on the periphery that takes over what is actually happening. Last year it was the, the new field. bases and the pitch clock and shortening of games and that situation and monitoring how that played out as opposed to pick your cheating scandal yeah. that that baseball has always had mm-hmm. from, you know, the onset of the game in the 1800s all the way through. The Astros. It's like the team that che- the team that cheats is the one that everybody talks about or the player that cheats is the one that everybody wants to talk about and it's a sport that is just mild or just mired in controversy mm. time and time again. And we never really talk about the, the sport itself. And talk, this is the crazy thing yeah. about it is that there's nobody ever gets out in front of anything in baseball ever. No, ever. And yet here's an opportunity for Rob Manford who has said he's leaving in five years to just get out in front of this and be like, 
my bad, our bad, the collective bad, we're going to fix this. And instead, you get this statement from baseball. The uniform pants have the same material and thickness as the uniform pants used last season. No, they're not. There were changes to the fabric of the jerseys, not the pants. Bro, we couldn't see through them last year. Why do we? Why do we see everybody's junk then this year? We can see the whole starfish. It and you can see guys' jerseys tucked into their pants. That the sheerness of the jersey underneath doesn't make it easier to see through the pants. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing a tea bag before. Now I did. I did share the story yesterday of in the mid '90s going to a a Giants game. I guess late '90s. Uh, going to a Giants game, and you could see Barry Bonds' jockstrap from, like, the second row, but not through photos, man. Like, not photos. And these are clear as day. So maybe they're just saying guys are wearing tighter pants. Is that what we're going with? But there is a big problem with Nike fanatics in Major League Baseball, and that's the thing that always sucks about Major League Baseball is that they never – highlight their game and they no. don't want their game highlighted you can't watch any clips on on social media they control it they, they will disable it they will not let you almost immediately and it's that sport is so backwards yes it is just wild to me that is it is as successful as it is because they do not keep up with the times whatsoever they made as much money as the nba last year the one thing that they do have is the most accessibility to their sport. Yes, and they have the best streaming service imaginable. It's, it's not even close. MLB at bat is Nobody's, incredible. Nobody comes close. Outside of that, they they don't get in front of anything. No, and it's very dumb. And the one, th- one thing I love about baseball, like you're talking about on the periphery, baseball has the best jerseys. Yeah, they're great. They're like, they're, like when you throw on a baseball jersey and go to a game, you it's it's the it's it's the right it just it just feels good. I think I've only won a, worn a jersey to one game ever. Yeah, yeah, it was World Series game, oh, okay. and I bought the jersey at the stadium. There you go. But that that's the only time I've ever worn a jersey to a game. I went through a period where I owned a, I, I still own a lot of throwback baseball jerseys, um, and it's just like the, 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 that jersey is just the most comfortable yeah. of all of them. I have a Kirby Puckett throwback that Ooh. I never wear. I have a Dennis. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever worn it. Mm. I only had only baseball jersey I ever had was uh, uh Oakland A's Ricky Henderson. It's the I have the baby blue pullover twins jersey. Oh, that's a Kirby Puck. Oh, that's a great one. I got a Joe Morgan Colt 45s jersey Ooh. that I've never worn. And I have my Josh Reddick Astros that's World Series jersey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a uh like an official game worn Ozzy Smith, but I had him sign it and it's in a frame now. So that one's no longer wearable. But I've Wait, got... you would wear a game-worn jersey? Huh? You said it was a game-worn jersey, you would wear it? No, I went and bought it. But I... you would wear it? No, no, no. I'm saying oh, I... You said it's no longer wearable. I was like, you wore it? No, no, no. I'd like, go wear was... Babe Ruth's uniform. Was... No, no, no. <laughs> it's no longer wearable because it's in the frame. Because I, yeah, okay. I immediately had it framed. Yeah, I was like, um, why would you wear a game-worn yeah, no, no, jersey? No. Um, but I've got a uh, throwback Eckersley. I've got the... Those are great. Uh, the throwback Cardinals Pujols. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, a, a nice little collection. Maybe, well, I'll, maybe I'll start wearing them here. I think major. I think we need to start revisiting more of the baby blues in the teams. That that yeah, fancy those. the, the baby blue is the one yeah. I have. Yeah. The, the Cardinals, the, Twins, the, the Royals, the Phils. Yeah, there isn't a bad baby blue jersey. I don't think in sports is there. Oilers rocks. The Whalers rocks. Cardinals. Well, UCLA's rocks. suck now. Well, now, but not the originals. Yeah, 
The originals were the ri- original really baby good. blue sports jerseys. Like they have like a hundred percent success rate with the saloon numbers on the old UCLA mm-hmm. jerseys. I like that. Yeah, no, that was, was, a, look, that was I, a good look. Made the school love the, love the jerseys. Great text here. Baseball and hockey unis best. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, it's I think hockey it's the, sweaters. It's just it's the way they fit. They just they're they're the best for the casual wear. Yep. All right, that does it for us. All right. We're out today. Woo-hoo. We'll be back. Hey, we will have a show on Monday. It'll we be a five-day work week next week. Oh. The whole damn thing. I can, uh, I can make it not. Way to ruin my Friday. Brooke Olsen Dan will join us in studio on Monday. Indeed. Okay, that makes it better. On Tuesday, we are going to X-Golf Vancouver. And Wednesday. For the winter Fan Golf Classic at mm-hmm. X Golf, both Vancouver and Tualatin. Then Wednesday, we have Ian Carmel in studio. So it's a busy week next week. Yeah. We got it. Um, All right. That'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next week from noon to 3 on Monday afternoon. Coming up next, live from the Portland Auto Show. Mm. It's primetime with Isaac and Suk. It's Isaac and Buck at the Portland Auto Show. Four hours of power from their mouths to your ears next on The Fan. Mm, Bye. Nerd! Hurt my feelings!